0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to good old Hot Pog, Long Island, New York, for another episode of Orange and Blue Thing. That's Darren Meenan. Oh, my. What up? I'm Brian Ernie. The lovely Lizzie is here
1: as well. Hi. Thanks for hanging for round two, guys. I, for the second week in a row now, I own the rights to that song. For whatever reason, Facebook keeps flagging it like I don't own it mm. and keeps knocking us offline. So I have to get on the, on the horn with Facebook this week and figure that out because it's putting a huge snafu in the
0: show. We're a live show, 6 p.m. sharp. People are waiting. It's true. Just, so it, just send somebody a text message about it. I'm sure Facebook Facebook will read <laughs> it that way. <laughs> saying there's no
1: sound. Oh, my God. There has to be sound.
0: Is there sound? There has to be sound. Ice. I'm looking right at it. Okay.
1: Is there? Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, oh there is. Right. is on Twitter. Right, <laughs> so uh, so Facebook people, maybe check to see if your volume is actually on before you tell us there's no sound. Um.
1: All right. There, there we go. Jeez, the All right. we've confirmed. Let's get this show crack a lacking over That's here. That's it. Let's start
0: with the cheers. Let, I, okay. need a, I need right. a freaking so sip ha- right now. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: have a drink. <laughs> cheers.
0: To a lovely week of Mets baseball. Um, it's just been delightful. Oh, my. This has been great. Um, so I was at Monday Night Raw on Monday, and I did not watch any of the game on Monday night. And I was like, good. You know what? I need a break. I need a break after that Colorado series. I just I w I wasn't my I was just so frustrated. And I was like, nice. They won seven. Tim and I are sitting there. We're like, they won good, great. Now we'll just take off from here. Of course, I go right back to watching on Tuesday. It's the only game that
1: they've won since our last broadcast, and they only won it by the skin of their teeth. Uh seven six victory out there in Cincinnati. I mean, a team that, you know, everyone says, Oh, they're they're a horrible team. You gotta beat them, and we just got the, the we lost the series so it's like how bad could they how bad are we if we're getting beat
0: by the worst team in the league Well, they're professional baseball players too and they they also employ one of the best hitters of probably this generation joey Votto, um who got the game tying single on wednesday i i mean look my concern isn't that the mess mets pitching was particularly bad because it wasn't i mean pj conlon came up made his first start you knew that was going to be a piecemeal game on monday but Tuesday and Wednesday, I mean, to not hit either of those pitchers, just to me, it, you, uh, that's just such a failure. And uh, the batting out of order thing was embarrassing. It was. There's no two ways about that. But let's just talk about the fact that uh, they had one run all game against a red pitching staff that is completely beleaguered. So I'm not going to go crazy about losing a two-out double in the first inning, when they had eight more, actually nine more chances to put up some runs in that game. It's just, it wasn't good. It, 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 it was ugly. Was, uh, was Raw, is that televised? It is live. At, yes. at uh, the Garden or at NASA Coliseum? It was at the Coliseum. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, Back yeah. in the old barn. It was awesome. Is that your first time back since? No, it, I went to that preseason Islanders game that they had. So a lot it of upgrades nice. there. It, it's, it's a fresh coat of paint. <laughs> I, it's fine. They did it. It, they'll have Islanders games there next year. Twelve games going to be there, and then probably half, at least half, the games will be there in the subsequent two years until they move into Bel- uh, Belmont. But it is, um, I the problem still exists. Same problem still exists. It's still the same skeleton. The concourse is still incredibly narrow. It's more narrow because there are more food options mm-hmm. on both sides. So if you go to that first game back at the barn and and you expect to go to the bathroom or uh or get some concession at, at any point that's not in the middle of a period you're it's, it's like you're shea stadium it's got character it's old school it definitely has character it's got some of the best sight lines ever i mean anywhere you sit is yeah a good it does seat. feel a
1: little intimate it's like seeing yeah. your favorite band in a small venue rather than uh, some giant exact some giant but uh, stadium but the uh um, i have
0: to give some love to kurt hawkins because he hooked he hooked me and tim up with tickets um you were you were trying to go but you couldn't make it on monday so i took tim fitzpatrick and i your saw stead. your photos on instagram it was the, awesome you couldn't have been any closer no i know we were four rows from the ring they were amazing seats it was such a great show he he lost he lost to oh, well, local boy zach, no? <laughs> zach Ryder um yeah on uh wwe main event i don't know if that's aired on the network yet so i'm sorry if i spoiled main event for anybody <laughs> but the streak uh the kurt hawkins losing streak is now at 194 losses in a row how about that um but it was great it was great to see it's always great to see live tv and the production elements that go around it's so crazy. And these guys to be that close, to see how incredible they are at their jobs, man, it was so awesome. But That's uh, cool. gotta thank Kurt for that. And uh and and as you and encourage you guys, anytime if you're a wrestling fan, you, you gotta see WWE live. It's great. So
1: we are gonna get Maggie Gray on with us. She's actually at the Yankee game watching some competitive baseball between the Yankees and the Red Sox, which I hate to say it. I'm actually Uh, It's pretty cool to see that rivalry back, just for baseball. Great, Uh, you know, back in the day when both teams were at it, those were those were great. Great, it was like must see TV, must must see uh, rivalry television for, or you know, if you're a fan, go to the ballpark and check them out. But she's at the ballpark. We're going to check in with her in just a little bit. Uh, If you are watching live, retweet the show. If you're watching on Periscope. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook. Thank you to uh, Keith Hernandez's people. We are giving away two copies of his book, Uh, I'm Keith Hernandez. I think it comes out next week, and um, we actually don't have the copies here right now. We're going to get them tomorrow. Just a little snafu on the delivery, but we are going to ship those out tomorrow. So if you are watching live, retweet and share right now to be in the running. Uh, I do want to give a little shout-out to the five best towns this week. Two surprising uh, towns actually broke into the top five. New York City is always going to win. Uh, The top spot. Brooklyn in two. San Francisco in three. Gilbert, Arizona in four. Maybe some fans may be going out to cheer with us in Arizona. And uh, Bronx, top five. So uh, shout out to those guys. Um, Big topic of the week. I mean, it's kind of like an old news already. We've been kind of beating this topic like a dead horse over the past few weeks. You and I were both pretty low on Harvey. And, uh, since our last
0: show, he's actually off the team. Yeah. So did, did you see it coming? I didn't really see it coming. I saw it coming. You yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Well, The tea leaves were kind of started to develop here when, um, Ken Rosenthal tweeted on Monday night, that it looked like the Mets had a few interested parties in a trade for Matt Harvey, which was great news. It was it was glorious music to my ears. Then I'm out walking my dog on Tuesday, and I get a text from my father-in-law, Harvey to the Reds. I'm on the phone with my dad. I'm like, wow, they traded Harvey to the Reds. I wonder what they got back. And my father-in-law texts me, a catcher and money. And I said to my dad on the phone, man... I would love it if they got somebody like Devin Mezzerocco, man. That would be great if they could. And he's and my dad checks the computer. He's like, they got Mezzeraco. So I tweeted amazingly good trade by Sandy. And it is. Um look, Devin Mezzerocco is the um is the nice version of the Harvey Dent. <laughs> he's the Harvey Dent <laughs> to Matt Harvey's two-face um personality. He's gone through injuries just like Matt has. The difference is, is that Mezzeraco has kind of handled it all in stride. Uh, making a good, sizable chunk of money this year. But as we saw on Wednesday, even defensively, has some a lot left in the tank to give, especially if he's healthy. This guy was a stud in 2014. He was an all-star. Uh, I think hit 28 home runs that year. Um, definitely absolutely has something left to give and it is a no-brainer for the Mets who were just done with Matt Harvey. Uh, So I think this is a great pickup by Sandy and adds to a very impressive trade record by Sandy. You know, you can knock his drafting, you can knock some of the uh, investments that he's brought in maybe from the bullpen or some of those high, low-risk, high-reward kind of guys like Chris Young that he's brought in that never really seemed to pan out. Marlon Byrd is an exception to that rule. But You can knock those moves of Sandy and I think that's fair, but he has been a great trader for the Mets, and, and I, I was really impressed with this one.
1: You know what, this whole Harvey stuff, you know, I wrote something on my Twitter account. I was like, the Mets gave him so many chances, and it just it didn't work out. I was a big Harvey fan. We planned an outing on two days' notice to bring 400 fans down to D.C. when morale was super low around remember, yeah. around Harvey, and uh, I was a big Harvey guy, big Harvey supporter, but the way that he acted over just the last month of his time here, kind of just turned me off, turned you off, and, um, you know, yes, thoracic outlet syndrome, and his previous surgery did add to his decline and you can't knock that i mean it's injuries are part of the game Mm -hmm. yes it did add to it but what he did and how he acted after that especially this year he wasn't really a team player and i I didn't really like that but uh after the loss yesterday you and i kind of i kind of contradicted what we were about to tweet because i wrote this on twitter and if we're maggie we're just a second late i don't know if you're watching us live but i put on twitter um Uh, Wheeler was great, but let's spare the bright side tweets and reactions right now. Just lost two of three from a team that's supposed to be one of the worst in the league and eight of the last nine. The Mets just look really horrible right now. And then you replied, "Uh, you're going to really enjoy Nicky G. Money's postgame reaction right (laughs) now. So we kind of have to get on the same page with that. I mean,
0: you know, it's it's no look, you know, I, I get what you're saying. And I think and I Nick. Acknowledge he did that, a great job on, the, on yeah. the post,
1: but like after I wrote that, it was funny because like three minutes later was that tweet that because obviously I you know. have access to the account.
0: Um, so here's the thing. I think that it's hard to take bright side takes from a series where you do lose two out of three games to the worst team in baseball. That being said... Baseball is a game where we Brandon Nimmo said it to us back in January. You're gonna have failure. You gotta have to be okay with failure. So now you've failed. What can you take out of that to move forward to the next game? There are basically what four and a half months left to this season. If the Mets are going to win baseball games over the next four and a half months, they need Zach Wheeler to be good. What did you write yesterday? Uh,
1: the, the, the two other pennants were... The, la-
0: the last pennant-winning team the Mets had, obviously, in 2015, they were two games over 500 when it on July 30th when they were about to make the Cespedes trade. So, yeah, obviously the season's definitely over on May 9th after a loss to the Reds. (laughs) It's, of course, ridiculous. The 99 and 2000 teams both were hovering around 500 even later in the season than this. And they went on runs and ultimately went deep in the playoffs. So I think we're going to be just fine. But with that, we do have Maggie on the line. But if you are
1: watching live, retweet right now, share right now. You will be in the running for the Keith Hernandez books that we are going to be giving away towards the end of the program. But uh, we do have a
0: special guest on the line. Yes, and uh, and coming to us live from a very uh, unfamiliar spot for most of us, Yankee <laughs> Stadium, uh, it is tonight's guest. She is one of the hosts of CMB, which of course is Carlin, Maggie, and Bart, uh, alongside Chris Carlin and Bart Scott on WFN, which you can hear every weekday from 1 to 3 p.m. It's Maggie Gray. What's up, Maggie?
3: Hey guys, hey Darren, hey Brian. It's so good to be with you guys, and it's so funny you're talking about Keith's book. And I just got my copy, and I thought I had it in my backpack, and I was gonna like show it to you, but I left it at the office. Ah. Have you started reading this
1: thing yet? Not yet. Our, amazing. Our, our copies oh, don't yeah. get here till tomorrow, but uh, yeah, we're excited for it. And you know, T- Keith's a riot, and obviously his emergence on Twitter lately has been fun to follow. And you know, Keith just Keith Keith's a character, as we all know. So I'm excited to read it. Of course. You know, it's like uh, he starts talking about
3: the, the bottles of wine that he's bringing from his wine cellar you know, into these restaurants in <laughs> Montauk. Pulled me right in. I was a hook, line, and sinker. I'm ready to go on the Keith
0: Hernandez book. They better not make Keith Hernandez pay a, a corking fee, right? That You can't. <laughs> you can't charge that to Keith Hernandez. So uh, so let's get right
1: into it. Uh, I know you grew up a Mets fan, so can you just tell the fans watching right now like how that came to be?
3: Yeah, I'm from A Binghamton. And I'm, I'm starting from the bottom now. I'm here. Uh, that, you know, if you guys have ever made the trip up to Binghamton, which would be kind of fun, if if the seven line went and invaded Binghamton, uh, the beers are really cheap up there, uh, and there's literally a train that like goes through the outfield. It, it's got that good minor league flair, and uh, and yeah, when the Mets, the B Mets came to town, we were all in on it, and then um, and I've been a Mets fan ever since, and so. You know, uh, it's been a hell of an existence. You know, I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Bills fan. I'm a, I'm a masochist. You know, um, not
1: part-time, full-time masochist. That's it. Um, We're right there year, with you. All year round. You know, it's funny. I actually lived in Binghamton for a little bit. I didn't go to college there, but my buddy did. I had a job in Johnson City. So I lived the Get college. Out! Yeah, I, li- I lived the college life for like two years, not going to school. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> like going to the Belmar, going to Kennedy Fried Chicken. Like, I had a great time up in Binghamton. Okay,
3: Kennedy Fried Chicken, it's a rare restaurant because it opens at 4 p.m., closes at 4 a.m., don't really do, you know, really breakfast, and they have bulletproof glass that only goes up to, like, here, yeah. so
0: you can just put the gun right over the glass, you know, I just never, I never understood that, but if you need to get a Dutch master at, uh, at 2 a.m. in Binghamton, that's where you go, and all right. then chicken. I'm sure Binghamton's Tourist uh, Association is, is loving this right yeah. now from all of us. I'm I basically just call me the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I've been to Kennedy Fried Chicken. and That's where I
2: first had my very first beef patty on cocoa bread. There you go.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I sure used to order that there. all the te- all the time. Two beef patties on cocoa bread and cheese. It was it was awesome. But anyway, I know, the uh, snack box. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the Mets a little bit. I think you and I are similar in age. So, do you have a team that maybe was your team growing up? Like, do you have an era that like you kind of connect with the most?
3: You know what's funny? I was thinking about that because. You know, weirdly i would say my team that i like that i really loved was actually the 06 team yeah. and the reason why is because i went to college in washington dc and then i moved to new york right after so 2005 like was when i moved to new york city in in october and then 06 was like the first season i had in new york like riding the subway every day reading the news and post every day going to games like with my friends and that's when i first felt like i was like really a new yorker for the first time and so that 06 season was so incredible and i remember where i was obviously for endy's catch and then for beltron but like being that, that that was the first time i was like in a bar in new york city where people were just going absolutely ape shit and like it was such a welcome to new york moment for me that i moved here and the team that i loved was doing so incredible and got to that game 7 and so like i loved that team which is funny because, like, are a lot of like none of the pitchers on that team were even likable. No. <laughs> like, I think back, like Aaron Heilman. I'm like, Ugh. oh. But please. I really did like that team, and obviously the lineup was incredible, and they were really they they were. They, I felt like that was my
1: team. Well, speaking of bars, I know you and I were chatting a little bit before we went live here. Uh, did you meet your husband in a bar while watching a Mets game?
3: I did. You did? <laughs> I met my husband in the Lower East Side. He's he's from upstate too. He's also a Mets fan. And we met at a bar in the Lower East Side, um, total strangers. I was working for MLB.com at the time and doing game recaps and highlights for them. And uh, it was like a Monday night, and I was meeting my friend at a bar to watch the Mets. And my friend ended up flaking on me. And my husband lived across the street from me. I didn't know that. And he didn't have cable, so he was watching the Mets in this bar. And we were the only two people in the bar on a Monday night. It was Mets-Cubs. John Maine versus Ted Lilly, and he just turns to me and goes, there's no way you're a Mets fan, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I am actually. And that was 10 years ago. No way. We've been in this bar. We've been married now. Uh, we'll be married for four years in July. And, yeah, we we watched the Mets. And, it, you know, it was just like a conversation starter. And, you know, we talked about the Mets and just our lives and whatever for like four hours that night. And the rest is history.
0: All right. I- so now i like, if we ever have kids, it's like, do you raise a Mets fan? Do so you let him choose? You have to. I don't no, 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 no. <laughs> we, My wife and I have the, the Ernie Accord of 2016, which says that we raised him Mets, Giants, Islanders. So she's a Giants fan and a Yankees fan. I'm a Mets fan and a Jets fan. So we decided to split it right down the middle. But I said, <laughs> I am not raising a Yankees fan. That is, that is not going to happen. But, you know, speaking of sports... Speaking of sports loyalties, I know you're a Bills fan. You mentioned that just before. Your uncle had season tickets, right? And during yeah. the glory days in the '90s. Yeah. So I have to ask: when you see all these crazy Bills Mafia tailgate videos on Deadspin, what is going yeah. through your head?
3: I'll be honest, like it's super embarrassing. It's like it's real shame. <laughs> like the Bills Mafia started off in kind of this cool way, where like the players really embraced it and. You know, it's kind of this fun thing because the the franchise. I mean, God, talk about it, down and out. I mean, finally make it to the playoffs last year, score three points. Like, way to go, guys. Um, and and now, like, where I feel like we're associated with just being like absolute morons and just like the the Neanderthals of NFL fans, which is like that's saying something. I mean, <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. And the funny thing is, now this is the maybe funny is the wrong word here, but. You know, then, of course, like the draft just happens and they get Josh Allen, who's like at worst, like a racist and at best, just like a kid with rocks in his brain. I'm like, why does everyone else get a CEO and we get like the missing link who is like everyone's like, oh, yeah, Buffalo's perfect for him. I'm like, why can't we get the classy guy? Like, why why can't we get the CEO?
0: Big arm, Maggie, big arm, big arm, big arm. Yeah, I know big arm is going to be flying into the first row. (laughs) Uh, I know.
3: But what's worse right now, the Bills and the Mets, the Mets, uh, the Mets were killing me the other day. They were killing me the other day. And you know what's so crazy? We were on the air when all of the lineup bullshit was going on. And so we have to kind of be like counter-programming to that. We can't be like talking about the Mets while the Mets are on or else people are just going to go tune to the Mets. You know, like it, that would, that we'd be turning off viewers. Right. But like in every commercial break, I'm just like fuming to Carlin, just like. i can't believe that they did this that this happened
0: and so uh that was such a debacle Uh, oh my goodness well orange and blue thing talking live with WFNS maggie gray uh maggie we got to get into it um the drama of the last couple of weeks it's it's been crazy as someone who you know kind of does this in his free time to see (laughs) what you're dealing with professionally uh gave me anxiety um all right let's let's just as fallout boy Blair's and let's deal with the fallout of of this which was mike comes back where were you when you found out and what was your initial reaction i mean
3: i i feel like i actually wasn't all that surprised you know i'll tell you like talking about sports for a living is a really good gig it is a lot of fun and at, being at the fan now for the last four months it's amazing there. It really is. The fans are so loyal. The listeners are loyal. It, it's a great job. So I can understand why someone would want to come back to it. I honestly do. It is, it's an addictive job. Um, you know, my has told me, you know, they sat us down and told us and it was all very civil and, you know, listen, as a business decision, I totally understand it. I wish we had a little bit more time, but we still get to be on the air and we still get to be talking about sports for a living. Um, you know, getting paid to do this job is, like, a blessing. It really is. And um, and so I guess, like, I, you know, speed bumps come, bumps in the road, but you just got to take them, uh, you know, just got to take them. And you just got to try to find the silver linings of things and just try to find, like, you know, just keep it moving forward. Like, you know, we, the three of us, I'll say this, we genuinely like each other. It's not an act. We really do like each other. We're having a great time doing the show, and we still get to do the show. So I really can't complain too much. You know, everyone I feel like has treated us really fairly, and Mike's an institution in this town. So we get to be his lead in now,
1: and, you know, we're happy that we get to still be on the air and do what we're doing. I mean, I just don't think you guys got a fair shake. I mean, like you said, I wish you would have had a little bit longer. Uh, to, before the, he came back, because it almost, like, you know, we all read it, and it seemed like a spite thing, and he, he wants to say maybe that there there was some type of agenda, but whatever. I mean, I, I even wrote on my Twitter account, like, I would have paid big bucks to have a live stream of what was going on in that office on the first day back, because the tension had to be <laughs> crazy. Know,
3: it wasn't actually that high, You know, we met with Mike, like, it really, it, it was... The way that it it really is, like, I'm not even saying the way it was framed, like, the way it actually is, it really is just a business decision. So all you have to do is just put yourself in our boss's shoes, and if someone wants to come back, and they're a sure thing, then, you know, then you welcome them back. So it really, I know it probably seemed like it was awkward, and we were joking around on the air, we're like, awkward, but in reality, it actually wasn't, you know? It's funny, when you get, like, face-to-face with somebody, and we're all adults, like, All that stuff gets ironed out, and we knew there was, like, nothing. just knew there was no malice behind it, you know? Like, I think it was just that he missed the job, and I totally understand it because he's got a loyal following, and it's a fun job. It's a great job to do.
0: Well, as for CMB, um, how do you feel in new two-hour format? You mentioned, obviously, you have the shorter time. Um, Yeah. Have you guys had to make any uh, adjustments, and how are you navigating the shorter time slot?
3: It's just like a sprint for two hours. We don't have to slow play anything. And we can just put all of our very, very, very best AA plus stuff up first, you know? And I think it's great. You know, we're still getting tons of calls. We still get to be creative. We still get to, you know, talk about the sports of the day. We still get to do great interviews. Like we talked to Pedro Martinez today. Mm -hmm. I mean, all that stuff, like fundamentally, the, the job hasn't changed at all. It's just a little bit more of a condensed version. And you know, it's it, honestly like it, 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 the only change is that we're just off the air earlier. You know, we're still doing the same work. We're still trying to come up with the interesting, unique views on stuff. And um, and it's still really fun. So it just feels a little bit more like a sprint now rather than a, you know, whatever, a, a jog.
1: So okay. not that you're, that, that you're thinking past, you know, this contract or whatever, but um, what would be next, do you think? Like what would be your dream job if, if this isn't it? What's your dream job?
3: Yeah, I mean, get Zach Wheeler out of there. I mean, <laughs> <That's
0: no>. uh, <laughs> Before I yesterday, we him. would have been on board. Yeah, I know. Yesterday actually was not bad. He's actually
3: not been bad this year. I probably should have gone with Vargas. Like, get Vargas <laughs> yeah. out of there. You have the job. I'm not, le- not left handed. Um, you know, it's so funny about the dream job stuff. Like, I started really rethinking that after I got the job at Sports Illustrated because, like, when I was coming out of J school, uh, journalism school, like, Six o'clock Sports Center was like the job. Like that's what everyone wanted to do—a six o'clock Sports Center. And then, like, I found myself hosting a digital sports talk show, you know, and having a blast doing that. Obviously, you guys know Josh Oshinsky. You know SI. You have a relationship with them. You know they did the, the awesome video about you guys, the movie, and it. Like, I didn't even know that job would ex- could exist. You know, the way that sports media is changing, like, who knows what the next dream job is. Like, I'm still convinced we're all going to be, like, wearing virtual reality headsets and, like, watching shit that way, like, very soon. So, I don't know. Like, my dream job is, like, is talking about sports and in whatever screen or fashion or whoever that's with or whatever sport it is. Like, I don't know. That That's all I want to be doing. That's all I've ever wanted to do. And, yeah, I got to say, though, I'll say this a little bit. Interesting, but like radio is awesome. It seems like kind of going like uh to the old, like the old medium, but it, it's kind of like very much of the now, also, because it's live, it's you're interacting with people like in real time, and people want something that feels very personalized to them. I mean, look at you guys, you're just doing a met centric show. Like, people wanna hear what they want to hear. People wanna just hear New York shit, like they know they can come to us and we're gonna give it to them. So it's kind of weird cuz it seems like an old school kind of medium, but
0: it's kind of very much of the now also. So, I don't B- know. Brian Ernie and Darren Meenan talking with WF Maggie Gray. Um, let's Sorry, get Ma- into Maggie's boring observations. No, I WFAN. I think it's actually very interesting and I, I think we could probably go offline and talk about the nuances and the niche kind of focus of sports media forever, but Darren will get bored for sure. <laughs> um yeah, no, no, no. So, I do I'm about to get the hook. <laughs> well, let's get into the Mets yeah. a little bit. Um, it's been Sweet a tale. Me away like the person at the Apollo. That's, <laughs> that's it, exactly. Uh, tale of two seasons lately. What are you seeing right now that you and and awesome Mets fans can take some solace in? The positives? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you find any? I mean, you never oh, – was just kidding. I was <laughs> going to say, you're not, you're not, they're not this bad. No, no, they're not
3: this bad. They can't be this bad, right? Yeah. I mean, right? Right? No, they're not this bad I, I think that they are what gives me solace is that we saw it we saw how good this can be we saw this earlier in the season how good this can be this is a team that's a veteran team you know i think this is a team that's got a lot of resilience a lot of bounce back and i'll be quite honest like their pride's been tested now they're a laughing stock in major league baseball that story went everywhere yesterday with the lineup card like they their pride is being is being very much tested i'm curious how they're going to respond you know this is a big challenge for Callaway been Mickey because you know remember what happened with Gabe Kapler earlier in the season yeah. I mean people were calling saying he was on the hot seat and this is what happens right the manager makes mistakes and then you have anonymous sources start ripping them and then they start putting their name on it and now you have an issue if Callaway can really head this off if he can like not lose the clubhouse over this then that's a massive win for him and and i think he will be able to get them back i don't think anyone's checked out on the season but this is a big test for the Mets it's going to you know this is a team with a lot of high character guys and that's getting put to the test right now so that's what i like about the team i like that there's leadership i like that there's high character i like that they're resilient these are professional hitters on this team cespedes and bruce frazier's a professional hitter they need to get going, and uh, I mean, assessment well, is is always awesome, you know. And and I think they're going to be able to, to get it back. I really do. I think that this is the this is the low. This is the Wilmer Flores crying uh, in the field moment. And hopefully, they can just pull it pull it back, turn this thing around.
0: Let me ask you a question. Uh, this yeah. has been a kind of a topic of conversation that I don't know how serious it is, but. The Mets obviously need a little bit of an infusion of offense here. Um, The the way this division is shaping up, the Braves and the Phillies look like they're going to be for real for a while. I know. Should the Mets go all in here and maybe trade a a future piece like Rosario for somebody like Manny Machado, for instance, who you might only get four months out of him, but why don't we go for it in 2018?
3: Yeah, I I don't. Like this whole Mets, you know, break it down. You know, sell the. I don't. I don't like the sell. uh You know, rebuild. Like rebuilds are ugly, man. They yeah. are ugly, and they are tough to suffer through. I think Mets fans suffer now. Rebuilds are bad, and you know, I'm not ready to give up on Degrom in the Cinder Guard. I don't even want to give up on Rosario right now, but I would and if it meant getting some good pieces back like I kind of see the Mets right now a little bit where the New York Giants are like you have Eli right you have Syndergaard and Grom you got to build around that don't let them go somewhere else and win a World Series with someone else like the, the, it's too it's too early it's too soon you know I, I'm not in favor of a rebuild I'm not in favor of the breakdown at all like these guys the pitchers are still too young and you have too many years now of control where before they'd have to get paid
0: massive massive money. No, no, no. So let's and say pieces. let's the say the is the Mets are cheap. Let's say the Orioles come to you right now, you know, before the game on Friday and say we'll take Rosario, David Peterson, Pete Alonso and a low-level prospect and we'll give you Machado. Would you do that deal?
3: You know probably. I yeah. probably would. Yeah, I mean, I what do you have to lose at this point, you know? And it's not that, and it's, I guess it's to say that's no disrespect to Rosario would probably be stupid to say, right? Cause that is a disrespect to Rosario, but quite frankly, like I think this team is, is ready to go for it. I do. I mean, they're not one of the best teams in baseball, but they could be a feared team. You know, we saw how good they could be. And when you have pitching, like what they have, the Vargas, then that, that, that's been a real disappointment. But the fact that Wheeler has really rebounded, you have DeGrom and Syndergaard, you have Familia, like you have your bullpen guys. We're up for Swarzak whenever he's going to get right. But I think that there are, like, I understand you don't want to be in the middle and that's the worst place to be. You either bottom to be really good or really bad. But I think the Mets still, the window's still open here. Man, I don't know. Call me crazy, but I, I think adding to this team is the better move. Don't subtract. Do not subtract. But the other thing about that is, you know, the reason why they had to bring Omar back, which is they have no farm system. Yeah. And, except for Tebow.
2: He's killing <laughs> it, killing it right. in Binghamton. <laughs> Absolutely. You
3: know, they've, they've named every, like, sandwich
2: in Binghamton after Tebow, apparently. <laughs>
1: uh, I wonder if he goes to uh, Kennedy's. <laughs> he's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> sure. All right. So um. The, he's got a six-pack of Coors Light.
2: Get him a couple menthols, a pack of Newports, <laughs> and, uh, and, a, and
1: a fried chicken. That sounds like the Tebow diet. So I know it's impossible to uh, to predict this now. We're just getting into May, but come end of September, where where do you see this team? Are they gonna are they gonna make it? Are they gonna just be a 500 team? Are they going to play like they've been over the past couple weeks? Or are they actually gonna make the playoffs? What do you think?
3: I think there's still a chance. I think there's still a chance. I know that obviously the Phillies and the Braves look a little look way more dangerous than, than anyone thought. I think uh, most people thought. I still think there's a chance. I i, I I want to say that this is still a playoff team. I'm not going to get as low as people have over the last couple of days, and and I I still want to believe I, I do, and I, I think that you just can't give up on the on this kind of pitching. You really can't, and it's a, it's like a privilege to have this kind of pitching. You cannot give up on it personally, and I'm hoping that they're I'm hoping they're within striking distance of a of a playoff spot come September. Maybe we get something really exciting quite frankly, I think maybe the Braves and the Phillies might end up tailing off a little bit, too. I mean, those are incredibly young teams. And who knows how they're going to respond, you know? Who knows how it's going to go for them in August, you know, in those dog days. This is a veteran team. This is a team that knows what it takes to get to the, to get to that wild card or even win the division. I'm holding out hope. I'm not packing it in yet. There have been met seasons that I've packed it in before Memorial Day. This is
0: not one of those. i i I'm, I'm convinced there's more life in this team. I like the sound of that. Me so, too. <laughs> I like <the> sound <laughs> of that. Made, made me feel better, Maggie.
1: So I know you guys were actually talking about it on the broadcast. I think it was a couple weeks ago about coming to join us at a tailgate party. Um, Can we? I, I would love to have you guys at a, at a tailgate. Chris, uh, you know, Carlin actually texted me about coming to a game. He joined us, I think, two or three years ago at City Field. Uh, now we have season ticket holders, so it's a little bit harder to navigate to get three seats together um because the first like 14 rows are taken by season ticket members but the next time i have we'll we'll wait our turn we'll be in the back of the line we don't want to cut anybody you know we just we just want to be a part of the magic i mean absolutely come to the tailgate and i'll try to definitely find three tickets for you guys to come join us with the group sometime this season if if you guys are still down but uh we'd love to
2: have you
3: oh man that would be awesome i've like i've wanted to come watch a game with you guys for so long far too long and i'll be honest like when you get off the radio at 3 p.m., it really opens up your afternoon. So
0: i got a lot of time to come tailgate with you guys. There you go. The silver lining in it all. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, enjoy the game tonight.
3: Thank you, guys. Let's- it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. I hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Let's go Red Sox wfans maggie gray joining us live thank you so much to her uh, look i agree with her i think you have to add pieces I, I i think that this isn't the time i i know i've heard some of the talk on talk radio um that you hear okay well they, maybe it's time to trade the pitchers maybe it's time to to get some pieces and start this rebuild especially with how well the yankees have been playing after their little rebuild and now that looks like they're set up for 10 years but I agree. Um, I think it's time to dive in while you have Syndergaard and DeGrom under contract. So we'll see what they eventually do. But uh, I couldn't agree more with that. She, she brought up the, um, the lineup card yesterday. Yeah. So we didn't really discuss
1: that in the jump. I know we, were, we, we started a little bit late, so I don't know if we were rushing the first couple topics here. But that wasn't even on the rundown. But I'm watching the game. listening to the game yesterday, getting some work done. We, we released some hats today. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yelling, what? Wait, No what and i was like what "What happened i'm like i can't i've never heard of of this in my life and i was listening to how he explained it and you know Shit happens, but I mean that's pretty embarrassing. Uh, the Reds probably had like the best tweet of the day yesterday, though. They they quote tweeted the Mets post of the lineup and said, uh, "Hey, someone might want to show this tweet to the third base coach." I mean, third base dugout. Uh, yeah, very embarrassing. But I mean, what can you do? You just got to brush it off. I got to be honest with you. I, it, yes, it it made Mickey took uh, accountability for it. Oh. I'm not even sure if he writes the writes um, lineup card. But uh,
0: first of all, he does not. Uh, first of all. I thought that he his answers post-game were fantastic. Um, and with all due respect to people who have sat in that chair in the past for this organization, I don't know that you would have gotten the same poised and controlled answers from different guys um, that Mickey gave. Uh, it, it was just an excellent handling of the situation. He doesn't write the lineup card. He still took full responsibility because the buck stops with him. Uh, so good for him on that. Look. It does not change the fact that you scored one run in 10 innings against the Cincinnati Reds, okay? That, that That's the bottom line. If this team was capable, they're scoring 2.3 runs a game in May. 2.3? 2.3 runs a game, and that's with a seven-run game on Monday. I mean, that's embarrassing. So that's the problem. And, and uh, I, look, I know it makes for a good LOL Mets moment, and I saw all the posts and everything, but... I think Matt said it on Mets blog today, which was that you can laugh all you want at that, but that's not the problem. The problem is his team isn't scoring runs. One of their starting pitchers has lowered his ERA with his last ghastly outing, and uh, and and the bullpen just hasn't been very good. And I'm please, jettison Hansel Robles somewhere into the sun for crying out loud. Goodness <laughs> gracious. We got Brett on the line. Brett, what's going on, man? Brett. Yo, Brett.
1: All right, maybe we don't have Brett on the line. Maybe he hung up. All right, anyway, so um, let's pull up this, this piss-poor standings that we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Mets are slipping,
0: but we're still right there. We are. Still
2: right
1: there. It's just pretty pretty depressing to watch uh last ten games. Nationals are back to life, 8-2 over the last 10. We are now 2-8 over the last 10, so we're just swapping, swapping punches there. And we're, we're slipping fast. And, and you know, hopefully Maggie's right in saying that, that you know, the Phillies and, and the uh, Braves can't sustain this all year, but maybe they can.
0: Well, I, I think the Phillies can, um, and it's because they have veterans on that team. Car- I keep mentioning Carlos Santana. I say this because he's on one of my fantasy teams, so I look at his stats all the time. He just started hitting. Uh, so, I mean, now Carlos Santana is hitting. Jake arietta has been brilliant. We're going to see him over the weekend. Um, Pat Neshek is still on the DL, so their bullpen is going to get bolstered a little bit here at some point. Uh, Hector Norris has been pretty good closing out games. I don't know, man. Like, I think the Phillies have staying power. Look, the Braves are going to be good for a while. Uh, and one, And once they actually get some pitching... They're going to be lethal. I mean, if they're still around in July, watch them as a as a team that's going to be in on Michael Fulmer, that's going to be in on Danny Duffy. These guys that maybe teams that aren't competitive want to move, and there are a lot of teams that aren't going to be competitive at the deadline. I mean, if you look at the uh, uh, you want to see ugly standings. Look at the AL Central standings, disgusting. I mean, you got one team over five hundred. So. Um, but I don't know who's in first, but they think they have a losing record. Cleveland is like two games over 500. Oh, they and are they're in first. Yeah, right, right, right. So I mean, you look at the the landscape of the division. That's why I keep saying, man, I love Ahmed Rosario, and the and Maggie's right. The the prospect pool is thin, but if you have a chance to add an impact bat to this team, I'm not sure I could pass on the opportunity. Now, I don't even know how realistic the Manny Machado thing is. But I think you got to make the call because what it boils down to is you do not know. I mean, we're talking about Matt Harvey. Two and a half years ago, this guy was on his way to pitching in a World Series. Mm-hmm. And now he's on the Reds, DFA'd, then traded. I mean, the windows can close very fast. And you see there are two upstart teams. There's the Nationals who are clinging to their window of, uh, of contention with Bryce Harper about to uh, hit free agency. Man, I don't know, and and then the Marlins at some point might rise up with this rebuild. They have to eventually, right? So, so go get your crown now. Go, what's go up in? with what's up with uh, Murphy? You hear anything? I think he is uh, getting ready to rejoin the team. That's the other thing. Nationals are getting healthier and healthier, man. Rendon yeah. and and Murphy, and at some point Eaton's going to be back, and and that's you know, uh, the Nationals too. They want to win. Their owners like in his nineties, they he wants to win one and. They're going to be pushing hard at the deadline, too. Last year, they did a great job remaking their bullpen at the deadline. I don't know. I, I just think that the Mets are a much better team than than 1-8 and eight over their last nine. Uh, they're probably maybe not as good right now as 11-1 and one to start the season. But I still think they're going to be there in the end. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it all goes. But I think the Mets have to be aggressive.
1: All right, guys. So, if you're watching live, retweet right now to uh, be in the running for the Keith Hernandez book. I'm Keith Hernandez. And uh, share the show if you're watching on Facebook. Uh, if you do want to chit-chat with us, we do still have some time to talk. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. We do actually have a video question this week, a video question. Let's get to that.
2: Hey, Darren and Brian. It's Les here from UK Mets. Uh, so what do you think of how your boy did on Monday night, PJ Colin? I uh, still can't quite believe that a kid born right here in Northern Ireland has uh, started for the New York Mets. Uh, and Do you think I'll get back to the show soon? And hey, let's go Mets.
0: I really enjoyed that on Monday. I, I specifically went back because uh, my family and my wife's family is Irish. And, uh, and so I enjoyed this quite a bit um, to see him. And of uh, note, it's interesting. You know, he's from Northern Ireland, which yeah. is part of the U.K., and not part of the country of Ireland. It's obviously on the I- Isle of Ireland. But um, they're waving the Irish flag. So nice Catholic family right there. That's how you can tell. Um, look, I loved this. I think he has pretty decent stuff. I got to say, I was impressed. I was. It was a shame he didn't get through... The fifth inning to try to get at that first major league win. I did enjoy that he got his first major league hit. Uh, that that was great. And to see, I mean, the looks of pride, right? I mean, on, on a family's face to see, it's just, I there's it. nothing like this. To see a kid make his major league debut, especially from a from a part of the world where that just doesn't produce a lot of major league players. Seventy
1: three years it's been since a, since a guy from Ireland actually played in the bigs. Yeah, uh, that's 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 a great accomplishment for him. Uh, I think he moved over here when he was two years old. Uh, attended I think the San uh, University of San Diego, I think, somewhere in, in California. But I loved his cheering section. His family was there, rocking the flags, and I'm I'm pretty sure this is his grandma mm-hmm. holding. I think it's the uh, Padre Pio uh, photo there. She's she's you know saying some prayers or whatever, cheering on her grandson. I think it's her grand her. Her uh, grandson, but uh, who do you think had a better first um, appearance? Was it Matt's grandpa or uh,
0: PJ's grandpa? Yeah, I think Matt's <laughs> Matt's grandpa goes down. You want to know why? Because it resonates so much with Long Islanders. The the mouth, holy shit, after he gets <laughs> yeah. the hit again, and that was so great. And uh, by the way. That's a great example just to talk about where we are in the season, right? Remember when Matt's made his debut in June of 2015? Do you think that team was going to the World Series that year? No. It's just, it's just a what good... a day that guy had. You know yeah. what a day Matt's had. But that looked like it was going to be a bright spot in a middling season, a season that was just kind of okay, and they were three wins away from winning the World Series. So um, it just goes to show that things can turn on a dime very, very quickly. So congrats to PJ Conlon who um, who had a great uh, debut. Um, maybe his stat line. It's still a little, bit, a little to be desired, but I think ultimately uh, this kid can definitely get back up to the show. I hope so. For sure. And I think
1: that, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, a lot of fans over there purchase jerseys, but I can picture uh, jersey sales going up in, in Ireland there, people trying to rock his name. You well, know? you
0: know, that's a, that's a good point because I'd like to bring that up for a second because I was listening to... Wfan and Joe and Evan were actively. Evan was actually booing the London series, which uh, will be. What June, they're going there to play? June 29th and thirtieth next year. Red Sox, Yankees, and oh, bro, this is terrible, bro. I hate this. Why? I don't understand. I can't wait why for that. This if the Mets ever deal. play
1: there, we're gonna be. We're gonna go. It's
0: gonna be so fun. First of all, it's a five hour flight. It's it's a flight to San Diego for the Mets. You know, right, it's right. just flying quicker. in the other direction, yeah, yeah. right? Um, secondly. I don't know how many times this has to be explained to people. This is a business and, and you see the evolving demographics of major league baseball and where it's, I mean, in the 1950s, did you think there would be this many Latino born players in the 1970s or 80s? Do you think this, there would be so few African American players in the game at this current moment? So it's their demographics of the game are constantly evolving and to, ensure that this game thrives going forward to the next 50 60 70 years you need to expand the reaches of the game and it's. i we talk about we talk about lesn and, and all the 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 mets uk account and we have people who watch all over the world that's so important that it's so critical to the success of the game so
1: i didn't I just, realize how many uk accounts there are there are fans yeah. all over the uk running account not for the mets like you know there's the, the mets uk account which les runs but uh, he was interacting with like UK Phillies, UK. Now I was watching him
0: yesterday go back and forth with people. Yeah. It's big. I mean, it's, it's this isn't just, a, you know, America's pastime, you know, I mean, and especially in a world where we're talking about the Jaguars are going to buy Wembley Stadium. Uh, they put in a bid to buy it. No way. Really? Yeah. So we're talking about an NFL team having pretty much a permanent presence in London, at least on a part time basis. Why is it crazy that that a team go and then well, bro? You know, I don't mind the Mexico thing. At least that's that's in North America. What? What's the what's the difference? (laughs) What is? What do you care? Nobody's making Beningo go. What does he care, bro? Bro. Uh, it's probably because no like
1: no one's happier that Matt Harvey is a uh, Cincinnati Red right now than
0: Joe Beningo. Joe, ben, uh, Joe Boningo, man, I, I just want to bro. what you doing is, at the Rangers game, bro? He he's a, done nothing, bro. That dude needs a hug, man. He really <laughs> and some Anthony's coal fire pizza because yeah. he's like very excited. about I love that, that pizza, actually. He's very well. I, yeah,
2: I've been yeah, craving pizza the... all day. The location
1: out here isn't that good. The one in Great Neck is actually a lot better. A good, better ambiance. Mm-hmm. But anyway, enough about pizza. Uh, I'm from London. <laughs> you know that's right. <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall <laughs> so uh, if you are watching now we are gonna give away a couple Keith Hernandez books but uh, we also want to tell you about a book signing he's got coming up here mr. Ernie yes
0: we do you can meet Keith Hernandez at 12:30. P.M. on Tuesday, May 15th at the Barnes & Noble located on 5th Avenue and 46th Street in Manhattan. The all-star first baseman will sign his memoir, I'm Keith Hernandez. A look back at his legendary career from his epic battle with Pete Rose for the 1979 batting title, a year where Keith was co-MVP, to his World Series win with the New York Mets. You can meet Keith Hernandez again Tuesday, May 15th, 1230 at Barnes & Noble. That's five fifty five Fifth Avenue in manhattan so i mean definitely go check that out keith uh will i mean is always a good time so you know you (laughs) got to get there for that uh, so yeah, go see Keith Hernandez. Absolutely. I can mean, I'm excited.
1: To, we're going to get the copies tomorrow. I think they're only sending two that we're going to be giving away to some live viewers right now. If they have
0: extras, though, I, I'll certainly pass one your way. Absolutely. I was just I'm in a uh, reading frenzy. I've been trying to put my phone down and yeah. uh, and really kind of clear my mind and concentrate. And I was rereading a book. And I have to say, I almost bought, I almost brought it with me today. Because um, I found such a passage that was so apropos, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I would love to read uh, this book because Keith, you know, I find him so interesting because I almost think he doesn't even give him himself credit for the things that he really likes. I remember one time specifically, Keith always has his uniform takes right. He huh. always like he loves the Cardinals uniform. Right, but right, right, I right, don't right. like the the two tone hat or whatever. Right. So then. Gary tells him about UniWatch, which is a site that I read quite a bit. Um, Tezza, the birthday boy. Oh, Gary name-dropped it? Yeah, he name-dropped cool. it. He said UniWatch has a thing, and it tracks us. Nice, nice. and, and he thinks it's like, and Keith's like, oh, who has time for that? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is what you like. Are you kidding it. me?
1: People are locked in to watch him and his cat go pick up the newspaper. I was going to say,
0: man, just embrace it. You enjoy that. That's great that you see sports through that kind of lens because he's a jock, but he appreciates the aesthetics. I think that's very cool. So Keith is a fascinating character, so He's I can't the man. W- I can't wait to read this.
1: Yeah, I, I, the funny sto- I'll tell you off the air, but funny story with Keith when I was there actually with John O filming the Howie Rose Piece.
0: But um So yeah. I have to tell you really quickly about this. While Can I tell
1: you about the last ba- baseball book I wrote? Oh, okay. I I wrote I right. read yeah. was uh Ari Dickey's book. Yes. Was it called Wherever I Wind Up? Yeah, something I think it was like called that. That. Yeah. I, I read that it was the last book I read, a baseball book, but I think I want to actually, you know, dive
0: into this one once That I was great, here, but that was excellent. I thought that uh, he should uh that I would love to see a movie based on That
1: was on. probably the last book signing I went to also. I went to yeah. the Barnes and Nobles in Queens. Ari Dickey was signing the was signing his books and I'm waiting there online and he's like and he recognized me and he's he
0: said to his wife, he says, This is the guy that makes that shirt. Even lesbians love Dickey <laughs> <laughs> Did you read um Piazza's book? Uh, I didn't. okay, cool. I read that. That was that was good. I enjoyed that because it was a nice to get an insight on Mike. the I, the book I was reading today was it's called Fish Sticks uh-huh. It's about the fall and rise of the New York Islanders Peter Bot and um and Alan Hahn wrote it. Probably back in two thousand two, two thousand three, and uh, it was a ve- it's a very interesting take because I lived that I lived the the horrible times of the nine uh, in the nineties of the Islanders and their terrible run there where they basically almost moved the franchise out of here, and Michael Pekka, who was uh, a go- a center that they got before the two thousand one two thousand two season where they started to kind of take off, they had this amazing October and then in November they started going a little swoon. And he said, he's a sports guy. I know. I know what everybody thinks. This is the the same old Islanders. Here we go again. Now it's our time to prove that that's not this team. We're a different team, and we're going to prove to everybody. And that's what they did. They ended up going to the playoffs. Also a tough seven-game series in the first round of Toronto. But I found that to be so interesting because this is the exact same thing that's happening with the Mets right now. Everybody thinks that this is the other shoe dropping. Uh-huh. Started 11 and 1. Here come the actual Mets. This is the real Mets and now it's time for a summer of, you know, finding barbecues and other things to do while the Mets play out the string. And it's up to this team now. To nut up, for lack of a better phrase, and and say, hey, look, this isn't your same old Mets. We're going to go out. We're going to right the ship. We're going to get through this. And we're going to come out the other side stronger. So I found that to be very interesting.
1: All right, guys. So again, Tuesday, 1230 uh, p.m., Barnes and Noble's located on Fifth Ave and Forty Sixth Street, Manhattan. Yeah, it's a weekday, but if you can make it out there, uh, go pick up a book and get it signed from Keith. I don't know if he's gonna have time to do like a, you know any photos and stuff, but definitely check that out. But uh, if you are making a long day of it, we also have an outing on Tuesday night. And we broke the news a couple days ago that our pregame party will be at McKellar for the first time. Welcome to the neighborhood, McKellar. Uh, as you might know, we tailgate on weekend outings. On weekdays, we try to go to the bar. So McKellar was was cool enough to hook us up with some great deals. Have you, have you been to the brewery yet? No, I have not yet. Definitely go check it out. Yeah. Uh, really chill, really laid back. Uh, a lot of picnic tables and great beers. They have 60 beers on tap. So the special will be, and it's actually not exclusive just to people sitting with us that day. So if you roll with with the 7-Line, you wear our stuff, show up, show your T7L logo on your hat, your jersey, whatever you happen to be wearing, show it to the bartender, and you will get a discount. Uh, There is the Henry Hustle. It's a five percent American Pale Ale, Pale Ale, and uh, it's six bucks just for us. It's normally seven, and they're sixteen ounce cans of Oceans of Patience, which I actually had last night. Uh, normally seven fifty, that'll be six. And a damn good coffee stout, which is uh, normally seven bucks, it'll be four fifty just for us. So go check it out. It's on 126th Street, just around the corner from the right field entrance. Uh, you do not need a ticket to get in. So if you wear our stuff and you're you're looking to have a, a beer and watch the game, you can go to McKellar and show up and get some some good deals and uh, watch the game there. They do turn the sound on during the game. So, go check it out. Excellent. And you have
0: some big news to tell everybody else some about, too. Some outing news? Yeah, because I know that this is the one that everyone has circled on their and calendar. And I'm glad to finally get it out there, talking yes. about the Boston outing. We get
1: e- we get uh, three emails a day, yeah. uh, tweets all day, like, when's Boston coming out? When's Boston coming out? And uh, I'm finally happy to announce that we are going to be sell them v- selling them very, very soon. If you haven't heard, we are going to Boston on... September 15th, we have 1,619 tickets. That is our largest outing we've, we've ever had. Um, uh, San Diego was 1,400. Next month, when we go to Arizona, it's 1,200. So this is a, a large, large number, especially in a, in a ballpark that draws very well. The Red Sox are playing great, and um, there's not that many seats there. So for us to get this many tickets... Was a feat in, in and of itself. So uh, they are going to be on sale June seventh at noon on the Seven Lines website. We will be posting about this tomorrow. It is a hundred and seven dollars a ticket. Yes, that sounds like a lot, but they are the Red Sox, and um, it's a field level seat. So I mean, obviously, it's a it's a premium game. They don't play there very often, Plus. but. $40 got, of yeah. that is a concession credit. So exactly. right off the bat, you're already pre-buying your food and beverages. So make sure when you get a ticket that you uh, use the the, the credit because that's not refundable there. So $170. Actually, no, I'm, I'm sorry. It's $108 a ticket. $40 of that is a food and beverage concession credit. And um, what I'm doing for the first time ever is doing a special presale for the Seven Line Army Members and before anyone gets crazy and says, "How could you do that?" It's an away game. You you said you were never going to do that. We have more tickets to this outing than we've ever had. Mm -hmm. So I doubt that all 544 members of the Seven Line Army are going to pre-buy. We're not going to let if you have one ticket, you could buy one ticket to Boston. You can't buy five. So uh, 544 of those tickets, those tickets will go up as a pre-sale specifically for the Seven Line Army. We're going to email everyone soon about how they're going to be able to get in. But if you are a season ticket member, you're automatically in. If you want to be in. and that le- still leaves over a thousand tickets for the general public, so I think that's I think fair. That's very fair. Um, you know, this is a very, very highly sought after game, and um, we want to just make sure that the fans that, um, you know, it, it's a tough thing to say and say that they're more loyal than the rest or whatever. We're not doing that. We're just trying to give a special perk and to um, the people yeah, to who the made
0: th- the investment for the season. So yeah, I think Makes that's sense very nice to it's, me. it's what it's what all the teams do. You know, you get playoff rights that come with your with your season package if you're a season subscriber. Um so I mean I listen think if we had a thousand tickets, I wouldn't do that.
1: You know what I mean? I wouldn't I, wouldn't I lock up 50% of the tickets to the Senior ticket Members, but we still have over a 1,000. More so than fair. Set set yourself up with 20 reminders right now, because uh, the tickets are going to go up June 7th at noon on the7line.com. Again, $108 per ticket. $40 of that is a concession credit. You do get the special event t-shirt for the day, the special event patch that you can put on your jersey or save it, put on a hat, whatever you want to do. And... Um, I think you're going to go very, very fast, so definitely set yourself up with a reminder.
0: Uh, What's next, Mr. Ernie? It's time to play America's favorite game show, and what it is is what's in the box, and it's brought to you by our friends at Clear. All right, beating the lines at both the ballpark and the airport have never been easier with Clear, who is now partnered with nine Major League Baseball teams, including the New York Metropolitans. Uh, You listen, look, look. It's always... I I can't even express to you. That's how verklempt I am to say it is imperative that you get through the security line quickly. Whenever there's a big giveaway, you want to get it. So use (coughs) your Clear Ballpark membership. And hey, Mr. Jeff, (laughs) you stay patient over there, okay? I got a read to do. Make air travel frictionless also and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three free months of a free airport membership. Sign up today with the promo code 7LINEARMY at clearme.com. All right, Jeff. Mr. Clearing Your Throat. Let's play America's <laughs> Favorite Game Show. And uh, what would you like? One, two, three, or four? Hey, what's that?
1: What number do you want? One, two, three, or four. What's up?
0: Uh, let's go with number one. We're going Ahmed today. Okay.
1: Ahmed Rosario. Let's see what we got Oh, here. that's a return from a while ago. That's it's going to be a throwback. It's going to be
0: a little throwback ski.
1: Oh, look at this. They, yes. Oh, what! Oh my God. And we need this we right need now. Them. We need hits. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. You got a bunch of hit towels here. Awesome. Two hit towels here to wave the <laughs> salt and pepper shaker away. So there That's you go. That's awesome. Your hit towels circa 2014. Thanks for oh playing my God. America's this, this favorite is a game sign. show.
1: This is a sign. The Mets are going that down Mets a run. The Mets are going to start hitting. There starting you go. tomorrow in, in Philly. Yes.
0: All credit Jeff from Stanford, Connecticut. I, I, I feel very, very good about this. Thanks for playing, Jeff. Appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Jeff
0: that's not much of a
3: talker.
0: No. <laughs> we need hits like you,
1: you cannot believe. So if that's a sign of good things to come, that's that's unbelievable. We are going to do our share and retweet contest right now. If you haven't done so, uh, hit that button right now. You will get a copy of, well, whoever wins will get a copy of Keith Hernandez's book, which comes out next week. I, I'm i Keith Hernandez. Um, are you going to do the uh, retweet? I'll do, I'll do the okay, tweet. You're I'll getting ready over there? Yes. Okay. Go
0: to Facebook, download the app, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see that? The other? All right. <laughs> um,
0: all right, stop. All right. Hey, Anthony Bonaventure, who I believe is boys uh, with uh, Anthony Cass. I, it's, no, wait, really? Yeah, I think so. So we'll have to give him a follow cool. and, yeah. uh, and make sure. Ask him him for his address. Won the uh, old Keith book. What we were just talking about there for a second. It's hilarious that Mike
1: now has this app coming out. Mike's on app that uh, who knows it's going to change the game but um, he keeps telling people to go to Twitter Facebook and Instagram to download the app you like, know, it's, just doesn't like even,
0: it's, it's just a read
1: somebody like his people put in don't, front don't even tell him like where to go to download an app it's not Instagram Maybe it's maybe like on dot com if there is a on or, or
0: or the app store or whatever. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think you could download it yet. I think they're just trying to like overly hype it until it's ready.
0: Uh, because I think the the central like point Good. of uh, of the app is for his Sunday football show. So I think they have some time to. Oh, you, you're
1: gonna watch it on
0: the app. I think it's gonna be exclusive. To we the need app. an app. We need an app we, so people could start watching. been do, saying that. Do we need an app? What do we need an app for? If you
1: don't want to have Periscope or Facebook, you can watch us there or here.
0: Or you can just go to SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google Play. All right, yes. let's
1: give those people a shout. If you're listening afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff, we appreciate your downloads each week. Uh, Keep them coming. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Leave a rating. Um, We are going to be back here next Thursday if you want to watch us live, Facebook and Periscope, 6 p.m. Eastern on those platforms. Uh, It'll be Season 2, Episode 20. We still have to do the share contest on Facebook. Facebook. I think we have Lizzie doing that now. Nice t shirt, Lizzie.
2: Oh,
1: thank you very much. Uh, are you ready to go? Uh,
0: yes. Okay, tell me what's to stop. Uh, stop. Vinny Soriano.
1: Vinny Soriano. Sounds very French. Does it? <laughs> no, no, it sounds Italian. <laughs> 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 All right, Vinny. So uh, Lizzie's going to send you a message and we'll get. What are we sending him? Oh, a book. A book Books? out tomorrow. Yeah. I always get confused here at the end of the show. I get a little flustered. All right, guys. So uh, we need hits in the we worst way. We need hits. And uh, certainly the Mets could certainly use a bunch of them tomorrow in Philly. I don't even know who's pitching. I kind of tuned out after yesterday's loss. Um, we'll be back here next Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, Orange and Blue Thing, the number one digital Mets show because there isn't really any other digital Mets shows. But if you want to start one, go ahead. and We'll, 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 go, we'll go back. We'll we'll. we'll, we'll Whatever, <laughs> <We'll> do something. <laughs> we'll go to bat Top with for you guys. Joe, bat
2: for bat, anyway, what whatever.
1: Uh, we we have fun doing this, so thank you guys. I know it's not easy to uh, keep morale up, especially after the way things have been going <laughs> lately. But we appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. Orange and blue thing. I'm just trying to make you a gift. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, we'll definitely use that. And if you're yeah, going to the game on Tuesday, go uh, I, I got to give a quick shout out before we turn this off. I haven't done this in a while. Okay. Shout out to my wife. Yeah. She gave birth to Amelia three day, three years ago tomorrow. It's Amelia's birthday tomorrow. Yes. So uh, shout Happy out to Kelly. Amelia. Shout out to Amelia. And on Tuesday, we actually I can't go to the game. So uh, you guys cheer in my presence. Brian actually told me a while ago that uh, when I'm not there, the inmates run the asylum. So yeah, we, we'll see wait. We'll see how Tuesday goes. Uh, Kelly's actually having a minor surgery, so I can't go to the game on Tuesday. So make me proud, guys. I'll be watching from Love the you couch. Love Alright, guys. See you guys next week. Thursday. Same place, same time. Let's go Mets. <laughs>